You're listening to the Course Report Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Course Report is the most complete resource for coding boot camps. On our site, we have thousands of reviews, hundreds of interviews, and a full directory of every coding boot camp around the world. On our podcast, we're sharing everything you need to stay up to date on this blossoming industry. Whether you're a bootcamp founder or a future student, we hope you'll learn something on the Course Report podcast. Welcome to the Course Report podcast. Thanks everyone for tuning in. So you may already subscribe to the Course Report podcast, but if you do, then you're probably used to our monthly news roundups, which we have a ton of fun doing each month with Imogen and Lauren. But today we're taking things beyond that news roundup and we're catching up with a bootcamp alum who is doing really awesome things. So our guest today is Tom Goldenberg. He graduated from Dev Bootcamp in New York in July of 2015. And since graduating, Tom has really thought critically about his time during and after Dev Bootcamp, and he's shared a lot of that on Medium, where he wrote two articles that caught our attention. The first was an open letter to employers on behalf of bootcamp grads and also to bootcamp grads. And the second was more geared towards bootcampers with his reflections on getting the most out of your coding bootcamp. And Tom has also just launched a mobile development tutorial called buildreactnative.com, and for for anyone listening, you can use a promo code course, C-O-U-R-S-E, all caps, to get $5 off the cost of that course. So welcome, Tom. Hi, Liz. Thanks for having me. Of course. So you wrote those articles on LinkedIn and Medium, which is how you and I actually got connected. Our right. old developer, um, Lowell, actually went to Dev Bootcamp with you, right? And he introduced us. Yeah. Shout out to Lowell in <laughs> New Hampshire. <laughs> totally. But so let's start with your background because you had a life before. For Dev Bootcamp. So tell us about it. What was your pre-Dev Bootcamp life like? Sure. Um, so I had zero developer experience, um, which you know, which is why I'm all the more proud of what I've been able to accomplish. Um, I did have an experience with language instruction, and uh, I have an interesting kind of background in that I lived in India for nine years as a uh, language instructor That's and crazy. involved in some humer- humanitarian causes there. Cool. Um, so when I came back to the United States after that nine years, I kind of was left searching of w- what direction my career should go in. And you actually speak like a million languages. <laughs> <laughs> so I speak, um, I'm very fluent in Malayalam, which is, uh, it's actually a palindrome, the same backwards and forwards. Uh, but it's spoke, it's a dialect that's spoken, a language that's spoken in Southwest India and Kerala. So uh, that's mainly where I live. I speak that language. I, I also used to teach Sanskrit at a university there, uh, Hindi, um, Spanish, and a little bit of Mandarin. But So I hear this comparison all the time that like learning a new language or being really good at learning languages is really similar to learning how to code or be a web developer. Is that, does that hold up with your experience or? That was, so that was kind of my hypothesis going into it mm-hmm. was that, you know, if I have been able to teach myself a language, like what's to say that coding, you know, coding is really languages, you know, you learn Python or you learn Java or sure. you learn JavaScript. And so that's kind of the, the, um, the assumption that I went into it. And I would say that um, it, there's definitely elements that help, and I think that's that's part of why I was able to learn so fast. And then you ended up doing your final project at Dev Bootcamp about languages, also, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. So um, once I 
you know, joined that boot camp, one of the things that excited me about it was this idea of kind of like a mini startup as a final project. And so I came up with this idea of, you know, uh, video conferencing for language learners so that they could, you know, have conversations in different languages. And uh, it was it was definitely a big challenge, but we 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 did pretty good. Cool. Okay, so let's back up a little bit. How did you choose Dev Bootcamp once you got back to the U.S., decided to switch careers um, away from teaching? Why did you choose Dev Bootcamp of all the schools in New York? Sure. Um, I mean, at the time, there were a few schools in New York. And, you know, I had some of the schools that are very selective. And as I mentioned, I didn't have any coding chops at that time. And... You know, I was studying very hard to get into these different programs. Um, but what I liked about Dev Bootcamp, one, as I, as I said, the ability at the end to do a final project that brings out the kind of entrepreneurial skills mm-hmm. as well as just, you know, like actual functional skills. And, um, you know, visiting the campus gave me kind of an idea of what the students were like, what the teachers were like, and the curriculum. Cool. Cool. So in your LinkedIn article, you tell this story about after graduating from Dev Bootcamp, where you heard an employer who you actually really admired sort of speak down on bootcamp grads, which makes me so sad. But I think if we, you know, look at Reddit, you'll see that every day. Um, When you were choosing Dev Bootcamp, did you expect to hear that sentiment afterwards or was that super surprising to you? Um. Yeah, I don't think it was surprising to me. I mean, just going through the boot camp, I, you know, it, I wasn't in a bubble. I was mm-hmm. going to meet meetups and and talking to different people, and so you know, I could listen that there was some discrimination against boot camp grads for sure. Um, I wanted to write that article because it was at a point where I felt that I could make a case that hey, you know, you should give people the benefit of the doubt. And the person who made that comment on Twitter uh, is a really good friend of mine, and I've collaborated with him a lot since then. And I thought it was a powerful thing to say that, you know, a person who who has said something like that about boot camp grads, later a boot camp grad, you know, you're going to them for consulting advice. For sure. Um, so that's, that's kind of what I wanted to bring out. And I had... A, a lot of really good positive feedback from other bootcamp grads mm-hmm. who said that they, you know, it was encouraging to hear. So that was nice. Do you envision that getting better or worse for bootcamp grads? Like as this market sort of matures and we get to a point where there are, you know, 20, 40, 60,000 bootcamp grads interviewing for jobs as developers now, mm-hmm. like, do you think with more bootcamp grads in the market, it, you know, there's going to be less discrimination or do you think it'll get yeah, worse? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, the, like, as you guys, you know, highlight on your website, the market size is growing tremendously. And what I do think is that people will not be able to get by just on saying that they went to a certain bootcamp, regardless of the bootcamp. And, you know, this was kind of the case with universities too. Like, even if you go to a top tier school, like you need to have something to prove, like something to show for yourself. And so I think it's it will be less as to um, that you went to a boot camp or what boot camp you went to, and more what projects have you worked on. Let me see the code that you've written. I, I think that will be much more influential. Yeah, I totally agree, and that's something that you 
arguably get out of a boot camp that you don't get from like even a top college is that like portfolio yeah. and something to actually show for your time there. So, um, so it's, it's clear from your writing that we've read that you really intentionally decided to put your all into dev boot camp. Like you wanted to be at the top of your class. What's your advice to students who are about to start a coding boot camp? Like how do they go above and beyond what's offered by the boot camp to really like stand out once they graduate? Sure. I, I, I don't want to really give a, a, like a one size fits all, mm-hmm. um, prescription for anything. Like I, all I can do is kind of share my experience. And that is when I went into the boot camp, I, you know, had taken out a lot of debt and it was a decision I made with my then fiance. I'm not married. And, you know, I had very little runway mm-hmm. after graduation and so I approached with a, a lot of intensity, uh, whereas some people, you know, I, I met some people in my cohort that they were just doing it for the experience. They were in between undergrad and graduate programs. Um, I met some people who had six months of runway and for them, it was OK to take the go through the course and you know, get the basic understanding and then take three months afterwards to go deeper into the subjects. That wasn't my situation. Uh, And so, you know, my advice for someone in my situation, which was, you know, you have one month to get a job after the boot camp is you you do really have to go above and beyond. You have to go and network. You have to build, you know, really non-trivial projects Mm -hmm. to showcase to employers to get that full-time position. Yeah. Um, one thing that I really liked in one of your medium articles was talking about learning something that isn't necessarily in the curriculum. And for you, you chose to learn react, right? Like mm-hmm. how did you know that react was going to be huge once you graduated? Cause it's pretty big right now. Yeah. So, you know, hindsight is 2020. Um, but at the time this was a big, um, a big decision for me because the curriculum did basically taught the fundamentals of web development and, and, you know, software engineering. So it didn't cover front end frameworks, which is, you know, something that a lot of jobs require nowadays in New York city. Um, and it's, I will say that it's very hard. I, I don't think I would recommend for a boot camp to try to constantly stay on the cutting edge of whatever is trending because it changes about every two to three months. Yeah. There's such a balance between yeah. like what's popular <laughs> yeah. in the market and yeah. what is actually going to be helpful to your students. So, you know, in the curriculum, we focus on some of the fundamentals of software engineering and web development and web design. But I knew that when I came out, the jobs that I wanted were in involving front end JavaScript frameworks. Mm -hmm. So I, what I did, part of my research was, you know, I was very active on online forums. Um, I went to meetups and really just kind of like asked a lot of questions in a non, you know, as non annoying as I could be. And, you know, at the time when I was studying Angular, JS was, 
the you know the heavy hitter mm -hmm. and if you went on indeed almost all the jobs were hiring for angular sure. and so i had this thought that like oh i have to learn angular but it was through talk going to meetups and talking to other people who were working that like yeah. no you don't have to learn it just because it people are hiring you can pick a framework that makes the most sense for you mm -hmm. and that you find fun to build with and and i found react incredibly fun and i i got it right away and you know i've never looked back every job i've had has been using it and and you know now i i organize the react native nyc meetup here in new york that's amazing that's yeah. fantastic how often do y'all do um meetups for that group um when's the next one do you yeah, have the next so one planned? the next one uh well i didn't Come prepared to Sorry. plug this, but if you go to if you, if you go to React Native NYC and on Meetup, you can see us. We we've been really expanding, and the community has gotten really large. Where we started with like a thirty person Meetup, and now we have a two hundred person Meetup at American Express in November. That's so cool. Um, but we're also I've brought in some other organizers on board. Mm -hmm. So shout out to Brian and Allison, and they're organizing some office hours events kind of more frequently. Um, but it's, it's just been amazing to be part of that community and to see the adoption in New York City. And then in addition to the React Meetup, you're also working on buildreactnative.com. So, yeah, like, so the, <laughs> tell us about the tutorial. Who is it for, right. first of all? So um, React.js is a technology for the web originally. And React Native was the mobile implementation that was open sourced by Facebook. And so it was a really easy transition for me and my first job working with React on the web um, and to transition to my second job, which was using React Native, which using JavaScript to build iOS and Android apps. And at the time, there wasn't a, a meetup specifically for it. So me and a coworker created this meetup and um, me and another um a friend of mine, Nick, Nick Brown, who's a product manager at Huge, uh, a consulting company, and we realized that there was a scarcity of resources, that there was um, the documentation was uh, was helpful, but not, you know, fully helpful. And that's when we made the decision to make this tutorial. So it's really designed for web developers that are interested in you know, building an iOS app on the side because it's it's really an enjoyable thing to like make a mobile app that you can show to your friends and yeah. So yeah. So any bootcamp grads or students right now who are listening, this would be like yeah, if you've gone, good for them. Yeah, if yeah. you've gone through a bootcamp and um, know basic JavaScript, um, this enables you to build really high quality mobile applications. So, Amazing. Yeah. And that's buildreactnative.com. And then our listeners have a yeah. $5 discount, yeah. which is awesome. So yeah. thank you, Tom. Sure. Yeah. Um, and then, so I love that you had an actual goal. You said, I have one month once I graduate to get a job. Mm -hmm. um, when did you start the job search? Did you start before you had actually graduated from Dev Bootcamp or did you go through the program and then sort of, you know, hit the ground so, on the job search? Yeah, I, I definitely didn't start looking for a job while I was in the program. <laughs> that would have been too much. I was I was really concerned with 
getting a good portfolio and something that I could showcase to employers. But I, I, I think that my job search after graduation is really interesting um, because I had tried the traditional way of, you know, creating a, a decent resume and, you know, going through LinkedIn and Indeed and sending it off to these people. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, maybe I'm, you know, I'm just a sensitive person, but I would get so many rejections and it would make me depressed, honestly. Um, and so after about two weeks of that, I scrapped that entire process. I reached out to a meetup organizer that I had known from going to these meetups and asked if I could present a, you know, a five to 10 minute lightning talk. And so the, the meetup is Meteor NY. Um, so Meteor is another JavaScript framework. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had attended this meetup. I was familiar with the organizers and they said, sure, go ahead. And, you know, the way that I pitched the lightning talk was that I already had something to present. I didn't. I had nothing. I had an idea. And so I had scrapped all, everything else I was doing in the next seven days, like all day, worked on this presentation. And in the presentation, I built like, you know, like chess.com, mm-hmm. like an online chess app that, yeah. you know, users can play in real time. And I showed how to do that with React and Meteor. And honestly, it was that lightning talk that got me almost every lead that I've had since then. That's amazing. I had so many people that were there that gave me business cards and people that even weren't there just from seeing that I was involved. Like, hey, we need a developer for Meteor, for React. You know, let's talk. Yeah. At every meetup event I've ever been to, there's like a built-in part of that meetup where they're connecting people who need jobs with people who need developers and like it's just totally built into the nature of meetups right um it depends i mean i this is one thing that i i gained from the meteor ny meetup and the a limb is the main organizer and they've just been incredibly helpful I, i i've been to other meetups where it feels like if you don't, if you're not on the like cutting edge of mm-hmm. what is, you know, what's going on with that technology, you kind of feel alienated or shut out. But I never felt that at that the Meteor meetup. In fact, I went there with no information at all the first time and someone sat me down and showed me how to get started. And so I, I want to kind of inculcate that kind of attitude at the React Native meetup that we're doing as well. For sure. Yeah. yeah. And then, so what was your, did you meet your goal of getting a job within a month? When did you start your first job after Dev Bootcamp? Yeah, so I didn't get a full-time salaried position as my first job. Okay. I, you know, I had to go through, you know, a two-week contract at first Mm -hmm. with a small company. And then from there, a, you know, a six-week contract for a startup. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, after I had some experience and I was able to get good recommendations from these employers, I, uh, ended up at the company where I current, currently am, Agolo. And they signed me on for, you know, at first what was a contract position, but it became a, a full-time position. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I want to talk about Agolo in a second, but mm-hmm. I know that during that whole interview process, you also interviewed at Google, right? Yeah, just- yeah. 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 <laughs> That's amazing. So, well, what, tell us, I guess, first, what, what's different about the Google interview process as a developer um, than some of the other interview process you, processes that you went through? And also what you like didn't learn at Dev Bootcamp mm. that, that you needed to know for that Google interview? Like, what did you have to teach yourself in order to get through that? 
Yeah, the 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 process um, in in interviewing at Google is interesting. They, and in my case, they had reached out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, they had seen that I had built some mobile apps, and so they were interested. And you know, I was skipped ahead uh, to an on-site interview, and. It's, I will say that, you know, interviewing at one of these large tech companies, whether it's Amazon or Google or Facebook or whatever, is very different from interviewing at a startup or even a medium-sized company because it's, it's like a marathon. They, they bring you in there and it's like six to seven hours of um, not a single behavioral question, just, you know, get, get on the whiteboard and let me see you solve this problem. And after the first one, the second one, you're like, okay, I can do this. But, you know, at the end, there's definitely fatigue. Uh, For sure. Yeah. I have a friend who interviewed at Palantir, like a nine-hour interview at Palantir with the flu. (laughs) So, uh, I don't know how you get through that. But I would say that um, to do really well on these interviews, first of all, they're super competitive. Mm -hmm. So, you can do well and still not get the job Mm -hmm. um, just because, you know, it... There's, there's such a high pool of people that are going through. For sure. And, and a lot of people, what one consolation prize, I didn't, I didn't get an offer from Google, but, uh, you know, consolation prizes, a lot of people that end up at Google, it wasn't just one interview. So if you do interview and you get a technical phone interview or you go on onsite interview and you don't get an offer, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It just means you have some stuff to improve. Totally. Um, and you open the doors to your next interview and sure. Yeah, um, but yeah, it was, it was definitely focused on, um, data structures and algorithms mm-hmm. and you know, it's, it's stuff that I could have focused on while I was in bootcamp. But I was more concerned with how do I build a portfolio rather than, you know, how can I be really good at solving these problems that in an actual job, honestly, you don't really use that much. Right. So that's, there's also some discrepancy uh, between sometimes the hiring process for web developers and what they actually use in the job. Your day to day. For sure. Because is yeah. your day to day at Agolo a lot of whiteboarding? No, never. I mean, I mean, I know. like this is like a can of worms, and like everyone has so many different opinions on it. But but definitely, it is. I think a lot of companies just do it because other companies do it. Sure. And they don't really think about what are we trying to test for the job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think that algorithms and data structures are really important, and really, you know, since I've gotten some real world experience learning um you know taking some algorithms courses has improved my coding for Mm -hmm. sure like understanding the complexity of operations and stuff like that but um it's it's really hard to become an expert of that and learn how to become a web developer at the same time for sure is there an algorithms course that you recommend yeah so i mean I I want to say there there is a book um, algorithms by Robert Sedgwick and um, from Princeton and I believe on Coursera there's a free course that you can take algorithms one algorithms two cool. and that's what I mainly use but the other problem is that a lot of these algorithms courses are written in Java mm-hmm. and so I don't code in Java so. Do I have to learn another coding language just so that I can, you know, take these courses? Sure. So there's a lot of different, you know, choices that you have to make. 
What was it about the Agolo interview process that went right and got you the job? Like, what was that process like? And especially after sort of hearing from this CEO who you respected a lot, kind of, you know, belittle boot campers, like, how did you get the job that you have now? Um, Agolo, so the the way that um, I got in touch with Agolo was, as I mentioned, through the Lightning Talks Mm -hmm. talk that I had given and, you know, the Lightning Talk had an actual project, open source project behind it. They could see and they could see my code. They could tell that I knew how to code. And they were looking specifically for someone who used Meteor uh, JavaScript framework. And my presentation was on that. So I had, it was a very good skill match. And honestly, like, I think for a small startup and at Agolo, we're about six or seven people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you know, having a good fit and making sure that like you're able to communicate with this person that they're able to get along with everyone is probably the most important thing mm-hmm. for for those companies. So the interview there honestly was much more open ended. Um, it wasn't a whiteboarding interview at all. It was just, you know, talking about the company, talking about where the company wanted to go, mm-hmm. how I could contribute to that. And what does Agolo do? What are you doing day to day? What are you working on? Yeah, so Agolo, uh, you can visit us at www.agolo.com. Uh, is, we, we are doing something really interesting in the machine learning and uh, natural language processing space. Uh, basically, the, the core technology is summarization. So, you know, our our most common use case is, you know, if you're a financial analyst or some kind of knowledge worker and you want to keep track of either, you know, news items or internal documents related to that, mm-hmm. we can cluster that information and provide bullet point summaries. So um, that's the, our core technology is summarization. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. One thing that you point out, which I hear from employers all the time, and I actually share this with employers a lot, is that um, you said the skills that bootcamp grads already have before transitioning will also add value to a company, which I think is so smart and is something that all employers should be thinking about when they are interviewing bootcamp grads. How do you, what's your advice and how did you sort of sell your past skills I think of you, I mean, you know, a million languages, that's really cool. Did, were you able to sort of build that into your pitch as a new employee? Um, I, on, to be honest, be I, honest. Yeah, totally yeah. to be honest, I, so I think that that's a question that really depends for me. I didn't try to bring up my past experience because it's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's very interesting, but I, I don't think that people would be like, Oh, you speak many languages, so you must be good at this particular job. I, I really focused on just a portfolio specifically in web development to get going. But, you know, I, I have seen it work for other people. My brother, he interviewed at Google. He also got a job. He's been there for the past uh, almost a year. Did he and go to a boot camp also? So this is a funny story. <laughs> uh, yes, after I did. Amazing. Is my younger brother. Uh, shout out to Ryan. Uh, <laughs> but what happened was, so this is the funny story. Me and Ryan, Ryan is six years younger than me. And when I was in high school, I was a chess player. And we, I did so well that I tied for the state uh, chess championship in Connecticut. 
Wow, and, grandmaster. But but uh, but Ryan, he you know he overshadowed me when he came to high school. He you know went to the national competition. He got a full he got a free ride to college from chess. For chess, like a sports scholarship. Wow, that's amazing. Don't think of it as a sport, but yeah. Um, that's incredible. And, and so I, you know, we have this history of me doing something and then him doing even better. And so, you know, I started doing this boot camp and we'd come home to my family and, you know, talk about it. And I'd say, oh, you know, these are the jobs that I'm hoping to get afterwards. And he'd be like, well, if you can do it, then I can do it. Um, and so he applied. He went to a different boot camp. He mm-hmm. went to App Academy. Okay. And uh, his first job out of the boot camp was Google. So it's kind that's of insane. a... It's a... It's, history repeating itself that's so crazy but it's also i mean app academy and dev bootcamp are so different yeah as well you know i feel like at dev bootcamp there's this sort of focus on like engineering empathy and Mm. the sort of like whole developer and things like that so but um, but the thing that yeah i will say the thing that ryan had going for him was that he had a math degree Mm -hmm. so his his background was in math Mm -hmm. and he's incredibly good and you know he had experience with algorithms prior to going to the boot camp. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what what really helped him to get his job. Yeah. Um, in, in my case, I didn't really try to leverage the experience I had in languages per se. Right. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Yeah, so when we post this, I'll definitely include the links to the algorithms courses that you talked about because mm-hmm. it does sound like, and you hear that from employers all the time, that that's the number one thing that people need to brush up on when they graduate from a boot camp is algorithms and data structures. So, I mean, I, I will say if you're not good with algorithms, don't worry. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel that if I was a small business owner, if I, if I had a startup, I would be more concerned with what can this person contribute mm-hmm. to my product and not can they balance a binary tree. Totally. Um, but everyone has different backgrounds and you know their what the way that they've been trained at a different company often kind of spills over into how they interview so not all companies do that um so if that's not your thing i I wouldn't worry about it too much totally how important have you found the dev bootcamp alumni network to Mm. be since you've graduated like do you think that just the nature of a coding bootcamp, did y'all all bond? Are you friends for life? Are you like sort of colleagues for life? Or um, how important has that been? Yeah, so I, I, that was definitely a big part of the experience was, you know, you go through this program. And in, in our case, I want to say it was about 15 different people in our cohort at mm-hmm. the time. And what's really helpful about that is that, you know, a you know, if you're in the same position, you're trying to get your first job, it's a really difficult situation and you're going to get a lot of rejection. And so it just really helps to be able to check in with other people and say, how, how's your job search going? And, and, um, and give tips to each other. So that, that was really helpful back then when, you know, just coming out of boot camp. But even now, um, you know, as we mentioned, Lowell and I, we, you know, we chat regularly and kind of like, oh, you know, what are you learning? And, and people have just gone in wildly different directions. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, you know, I'm doing JavaScript development. Uh, Lowell is doing using Go and all kinds of right. like, server stuff. Yeah, back end, like super heavy database. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so you, what's good about that, too, is that it rounds you out and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of your general knowledge of 
of uh, software engineering too. Yeah, definitely. What's the biggest struggle that you face throughout this whole career change? Like it's now been about a year and a half, right? right. Since you did, no, nah, about a year. About a year right? since I graduated, yeah. So like reflecting on that, like would you have done anything differently? Would you have gone to a completely different boot camp? Would you mm. have done the job search differently? Would you have cut out those two weeks of LinkedIn and resume mm. sending? Honestly, I, you know, I look back, I, I'm, I'm really grateful. I, I think I made some good choices and mm-hmm. all the companies I've worked for, like provide me with really good experience. So I don't, I don't think I regret anything yet. So I hope it stays <laughs> that way. <laughs> Amazing. Um, okay. Any, I love like tangible takeaways for our listeners, things that they can do immediately. So what are, um, the meetups and groups in New York mm-hmm. that you love? Um, you mentioned the, your react meetup, mm-hmm. um, the meteor JS meetup. Yeah. Um, any other meetups that you are obsessed with or go to a lot? Yeah. So when I was in boot camp, um, there is a few Ruby meetups and most of the, the coding boot camps focus on Ruby. So it's good to get out and talk to people who are using Ruby, mm-hmm. um, in the wild. So there's, I think Thoughtbot runs a meetup in Flatiron School. Uh, there's the NYC.RB meetup, which has like more of a, a lecture, a lecture format. Um, I'm trying to think, uh, there's a React regular, uh, you know, React JS meetup that I've gone to frequently, but I've just been lately. I'm just so consumed with like organizing this meetup that takes up most of my yeah, time. <laughs> seriously. Are there any email newsletters or blogs that you recommend reading? Honestly, Twitter is the best source of tech information. Like everyone on tech is on Twitter. So if there's in Java in JavaScript world, you know, Dan Abramov is a big JavaScript influencer. Um, there are a lot of people behind React that tweet often. Ryan Florence is another. And you actually find out a lot of stuff just through Twitter of, you know, following people in the JavaScript community. I love that. Okay, that's yeah. two good people to follow on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Is there anything that we missed that you want to make sure that our listeners know about? I think that's it. Cool. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Tom. This is seriously excellent advice. And thanks to everyone who's tuning in. We'll publish this podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud, like all of our podcasts, but we will also post it on our blog when it's live and we'll include links to buildreactnative.com, all of the medium articles that we talked about, um, and all of those meetup groups that we talked about in this episode. So thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Liz.